Welcome to Girls Who Read Porn. Please be advised that this podcast contains mature content for mature audiences. The title might have given that away though. We would also advise you triple check the trigger warnings of each book prior to the episode. And if it's not for you, we'll see you next week. Each episode includes major spoilers, so make sure you read the book and don't say we didn't warn you. With all that in mind, on with the show. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Girls Who Read Porn. It is me, Betty, here, and I have the usual with me, George. Hello. And we are joined today by the fabulous Haley Jenna, or Haley and Jenna. <laughs> How are you guys? <laughs> Welcome. It's so lovely to have you here. Yeah, well, thank you for having us. We're very excited to be here. Yes, it was very exciting. Obviously, we were saying before, we read your first two books of the Lies of the Underworld series and love them great books then we found out you're coming out with the third one which is what we're talking about today um which is righteous deceit and then we were like we have to talk to you guys about this because we have to get we have to know everything about it i love this universe i want to know what's happening in your head and i want to know what's coming next that's a scary place (laughs) (laughs) we love talking about it but in my head, no. Um, yeah, no, we're super excited to talk about it. We love talking about this series. We love this series. Um, we want to live here forever. Um, and, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it's our favourite place to be right now is um, is talking all things um, New York and Chicago um, nice. across those two families and, and everything like that. So, um, yeah, so we really appreciate you guys having us on. Amazing. So what was it that originally got you guys into romance? And is there any particular authors that kind of led you down this path? Yeah, it was a while ago. It was a long time ago, but Jenna and I have always been avid readers, um, huge readers. And then we buddy read, we started to buddy read a lot. So, you know, then we'd sit down and catch up for a cup of tea and we would talk about the novel that we were reading. Um, And we would, and then we fell into, I think the first kind of, genre or I guess a tropey kind of thing we fell into was college romance and I think I was like dude I I'm obsessed with just reading about like you know these college romances and Jenna was like which ones and so we started reading and we just went down like rabbit holes and that's when we really like I have always, like, I've read my whole life and I've always loved there to be a romantic aspect in every book that I've, I read, It doesn't right? matter what It doesn't matter reading. what I'm reading, whether it's, like, a thriller or something. I love when there's the um, there's something, you know, um, romantic in there or whether, you know. Um, and But then I just went, we full tilt straight into romance and I don't think we've come up since. <laughs> no. And that was... That was a long, long time ago. It's like maybe not, 2016, yeah, 2017. Yeah, not giving away our age, but we were <laughs> like... Oh, no, when we started to, yeah. to look at writing was around then, but, yeah, yeah. well... well yeah, so we were reading, and so then we started what got us into writing. We were talking, and we'd be like, oh, you know, I loved this character, and, you know, and you, the characters you love to hate and stuff, and we were like, oh, I'd love to see a book like this, and I'd love to do this, and jokingly one day or not really jokingly I said oh we should write a book you did you were kind of joking I took it as a joke and I laughed I was like yeah Yeah. (laughs) sure and then we were like like literally same place the next week having a cup of tea talking about the next book in the series that we'd read and same sort of thing I'm like oh I really wanted this character to do this and I really hope this character gets a book in the next book and you know rah 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 and Hayley's like yeah dude we should write a book and I was like oh okay and then that's where it started. So then that day, I think we kind of like, we're like, oh, well, and I was like, well, I kind of have an idea. <laughs> so and then we kind of went and it, and it went from there. And, um, and yeah, and it was, we started with small towns. So we actually ha- have written mm-hmm. a, a small town romance. It's unpublished right now because, you know, like any debut author, we kind of wrote it. Now when we read it back, it's like a little bit like, Look, it, got, like, it got a lot of love it, yeah, it's, and, and it's a, a lot of love yeah. it's a great it's a series. great story and we, we and often get still... told oh it's a great debut novel like it was great yeah but it needed work it, it needed and big chunks the series needed work tweet. and so we were like you know what that's not what we're at right now so we unpublished them all and they are sitting there and we're slowly making our way through them because we do love um oh, those we love stories. them and we want to do it justice when we do go to the trouble of re-releasing them we want them to be the absolute best yeah. that they can yeah so that's kind of where we started and um yeah and I kind of we've just been there ever since we've just slowly been um you know at first it definitely started as a hobby we were kind of like oh yeah maybe we'll maybe we'll let someone read it when we finish it type thing and then 
um, and then we hit publish on the first book and and I don't think we've really looked back like it wasn't no. even a thing of saying oh I don't think we'll do this again it was just this is what we want to do mm. um, and one day we want to make a career out of it like we want to be able to leave our day jobs we want to do this and we want to write full time and that's still the goal yeah. um, even these few years later so um, yeah and I guess inspiration the authors we were reading at the time um, oh, I couldn't even Madeline Sheehan would have oh, been up there as Madeline one of Sheehan. the once her um, undeniable series, or I just oh my god, it's still <laughs> one of my favourite series of all time, and and anything, yeah, just and, and I honestly think we devoured anything. Like this is even before Amazon would suggest you you know what you should read next based on what you were currently reading. We just kind of like. I think, yeah, just you download, we downloaded yeah. so, And social media wasn't as like you couldn't go onto TikTok and be like, oh, I'm looking for a mafia romance with a pierced hero and like find <laughs> like 3,000 videos that you yeah. know, I'm downloading, downloading. There was none of that. We just had to kind of. We definitely do that. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was just kind of, yeah. We, nice. Yeah, yeah it's, it's funny um, like the amount of authors that we've spoken to that just sort of fell into it. Like so many of them, like oh, I never actually planned to do this. I just sort of woke up one day and this was my life. Yeah. Oh, we absolutely it's... never ever had a conversation before that going. We should be writers, or we should be authors, or we should write a book. It, it literally just. Happened. I guess as well when you're young, and I, I kind of feel this like you're young and you're in like an English class, or um, you know, and I, I feel like the teachers they they authors like you they talk about authors in this untouchable mm-hmm. sense. Like, you know, this person is, you know, they've done this and they've, you know, they've done studies in like, you know, um, well, they have lit- all these like, degrees. you know, they've done literature degrees and they've done this and you think, oh, well, that's not me. And, and you don't need that. And I think that, you know, the indie um, publishing has really kind of proved the fact that there's amazing voices out there that, um, you know, we're all discovering um, through these, these platforms now um and it's not a a scary it's not un what can be scary but it's still it is scary no yeah attainable it's not unattainable to be to do that um you're not sitting in english class like talking about a a writer that died you know 200 years ago (laughs) and they're like oh this is you know this is this this is what authors are and you know when you like you know you have to do this this and this to um to do that and, and getting your book published is almost impossible and, and it's it's just not like that anymore. And I think that that's given a lot of freedom to people to actually explore um, their voice, which is really exciting, especially well, for, us, for us who love to read. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, right? we definitely felt yeah. the same way. Like when we started this podcast, I think our first author was like Megan Quinn or something. We were getting ready for the interview and we were like shaking in our boots and then we met them and it's yeah. like, oh, it's just, a, it's just, it's just a person. Yeah. She's just a person and she's really lovely and she writes a book. And then we've met more amazing authors along the way. And everyone we meet, they're like, yeah, we're just people that like to write. <laughs> yeah. well, we still do it. If we comment on like a, an author's post and they respond, I'm like, did you see that? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Or even when you're at a signing and you're like, oh my God, there's blah, blah. And they come over and they're like, oh my God, you're Hayley Jenner. And you're like, <laughs> what? They know who I am. Um, I didn't even split your hair. <laughs> Like, you know, because it, it is because, like, you do, like, you fall in love with these people and the, and the stories they write and and um, and I think that's exciting and, and you know, this this book community of, of signings and podcasts and, you know, social media and having access to um, your favourite authors or, or you know, um, readers and, and everything like that, it's nice because you can actually connect. Yeah. Well, it's and, so valuable. Um, having first-hand yeah. feedback about how a reader you know, has, you know, taken a, a character or, or loved a book and, you know, what it's changed for them. That's huge. Like, you know, I'm not going to say that's the reason you write, but it's the most amazing byproduct of it yeah. when you do it. I, it is It is super weird as well. Like, I don't know if you guys know, because like with the podcast we find, because we don't see the people that listen to it. Like, we, you know, we see like the statistics yeah. and things, but and we like get messages from people. But it's not like you're looking at a room of everybody who's ever you know like listen to the podcast so do you guys kind of feel that as well like when you hear about people like reading your books and the amount of downloads that you guys are getting you kind of like shit that's that's pretty crazy it's a lot of people it's hard to even hard to quantify isn't it yeah Yeah, it really is it really is anything that can't be right yeah 
thing. And then people like it, it, for, for us as well, I think it's when, you know, people do like their monthly wrap up or their favorite book for the month or something and ours hits there. And that, those moments for me, I'm like, wow, people read us and they like us. <laughs> like, it still it still happens imposter syndrome hits us often um it you know we get unsure we question ourselves we think oh should we be doing this you know um and so when things like that happen it kind of just solidifies the fact that there are people out there reading like I said there are people out there listening there are people that want it there there are people that are enjoying it and it kind of just um yeah it just for me it's when you stumble across like a tiktok or a reel that that someone's done off you know reading one of our books and they haven't tagged us in it so they're not even trying to get our attention and then there'll be comments underneath it from other readers who've read it and loved it and so it's kind of like I feel like it's it's their own private thing but it's it's such it feels so good you're just like wow like yeah yeah it's not just for us it's not like we posted something like this is our new book read it and then people are responding and it's not ours it's kind of yeah it it means a lot yeah so as two separate people writing one book <laughs> how do you come up with the ideas and like what is the writing process like for you guys yeah so it's very we do it quite differently to um a lot of other duos mm-hmm. that we've spoken to so a lot of duos do like chapter for chapter or one does male pov one does female pov and we work incredibly different in the sense that um while we aren't um we don't sit there and plan our books chapter by chapter. That's not what we, um, we're not plotters. We are um, pantsers, but we have general outlines of our story and the, you know, the points that we need to hit. Like we're like this, 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 they're our main three or four, you know, climactic points in the book that we need to touch on. Um, you and know, our characters, but are our, our characters are very well thought out. We sit there and we talk about them like they're real people, like they exist. Um, and so we're both very much, um, of the agreement and understanding of who each um, main character is um, and even secondary characters um, as well. And then from there we kind of, um, we have the loose storyline, we have our characters who are um, incredibly solid um, and then we go away and I write the first draft. So I go through and I go from start to finish and then I give it to Jenna and then Jenna goes over and she starts at the start, she makes her changes through um, and she goes over it the second way and she adds things in and she's like, oh, if there's a big kind of thing that doesn't work, she'll say, we need to rework this because we need to fix it in here, here and here at this part of the storyline. Um, and we do that. So Jenna does and she gives it back to me. I do a read through. And then that way it's super fluid. Like it does seem like it's one mm-hmm. person writing, um, which is often the comments we get like, oh, you kind of kind of can't tell the difference. Between, I had no idea um, chap- there was two of you. For a very long time yeah <laughs> a lot of people say that yeah. it's also part of the mystery yeah. because you know we were never ever going to i know it sounds silly because it's Haley and jenna it's spelled differently Haley jenna but we were never even going to tell people in our like real life that we even do it so yeah but it did it and we were um a lot of times, what I was going to say when you said, oh, I didn't realise there was two people. A lot of people don't. So sometimes people will message us and they'll be like, oh, my God, I love your books, rah, rah, rah. And I'll be like, oh, my God, that means so much to us, like blah, 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 blah. And then they'll go back and they'll be like, I didn't realise there was two of you. I've just, like, jumped on and I've seen it. And they're like, oh, my God. And they'll be like, oh, I, I well, you know, I, I, I saw we... a message saying we, we, we. And they were like, why do they keep talking? Like, why does that person keep talking? themselves as like a and um so it's a common it's a common thing and even at signings like people will come up and they'll be like oh oh which one's the author and which one's the assistant we're like no no there's two of us <laughs> um so and we're like and they're like oh my god like it's so it's but we um, also sign with one signature and then sometimes people will like get you know Haley to sign it and then they'll look at me and I'm like oh no we've signed it like okay. we're not we don't sit and one writes Haley and one writes Jenna but it <laughs> I'm hardly ever at the table yeah. I like to flit around yeah. and meet people and do things and where I'm most socially awkward and feel more comfortable behind my <laughs> just sitting down with your books and <laughs> You're talking about books yeah Jenna's like I'm gonna go talk to people I'm like what <laughs> what hardly um so yeah so then that's the process and so we kind of go um through that and we we check it over a few times but and it's good if we ever get stuck so if I if I'm writing and I get stuck on a point and I think this isn't working and I don't know why it's not working, we'll sit down and we'll kind of go, all right, well, thinking of the character and who they are, we obviously need to work out um, 
what what they would do. Um, and yeah, and so we haven't come across any points where we've like differed in our opinion no. on on where to go with the story. And and there there are times where we'll have a storyline. I'll be like, these are like these are our four or five points we need to hit. And I'll be like, you know what, that doesn't work for the story anymore. And then I'll give it to Jen. I'll be like, by the way, I changed the whole middle part of what we were thinking, and I've done. Now and she'll go okay, and then she'll work from there. So she'll kind of read it. And she'll be like, "Oh, that works far like far better than what we originally had." Because when you know you can have a plan in your head when you're trying to put it like down. It Sometimes work. it doesn't always ex- like you can't execute it the way that in your head it sounded fabulous. And you're like, "Man, I'm going to blow people's minds," and then you're like, "I'm also blowing my own mind because I don't actually fucking know how to make it work." So let's change that. Go um, yeah, let's go back. We're going to re like go back. We just need to tweak a few things to actually make it believable or even the complexity of writing interconnected series because you know even though they are definitely standalones you still want you know you want it to work as best as it can and so you know you're not just thinking about this book you're thinking about the next mm-hmm. ones that are coming to make sure that everything works adding hints in making sure the characters are intriguing enough that the per- like you that know readers want to, want to read, read the, the next book. i definitely um, saw that in righteous deceit there's like so many little like Pops. I'm like, where are we yeah. going with this? Like, I, I can where see. Where are we going? Yeah, I know. Where we're heading. So I know. And, and that's what I like about it. That's what we like about it is, is there's so many different ways we can go right now. Um, because sometimes when you want to write a book, and we found this with um, another duet that we wrote, um, Tangled Love and Raining Devotion. We wrote Tangled Love and when we sat down to write Raining Devotion, we just couldn't write it. Like this the, the, the male character was just like not here. And he's like, very he's a very complex character and, and he was very... The amount of times like we're like, everyone was like, oh, when's book two coming? I said, no. I can't write this guy like I he's just one or two he's just we did we we released another series we released two standalones in between because I we could just not get into his headspace and we were like he was just and that's the way it works sometimes unfortunately like and I was like if we force this this book isn't going to be what we want it to be and so we obviously had to have a a few palette cleansers in there and we did and then it it worked and, and we loved his story in the end but it took time and and so I think that's what's good about the lies of the underworld series is there are so many characters and clearly in our head we're like oh this person's next but if they don't want to talk to us right now um I'm not we're not going to force it so we can we can go on a different different path and um and kind of pull it in that way and and go yeah as I was reading it I was like are we getting a billionaire series I can smell a billionaire series coming out of somewhere (laughs) (laughs) yeah with CJ, yeah, look, you know, he's there. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right, yeah. <laughs> so do you guys have an idea of, like, so how many hard. books you'd like to do eventually in the Lies of the Underworld series? Yeah, we originally had, I think, about five. As five the, within the potential to. Yeah, to split into a, a different um, type of series. Um, So it was five, and we have two definite set ones in our head right now. We've kind of sat down and we've plotted both um, – Salvatore and Leonardo's books separately um and obviously there's there's other characters in there and I guess it just depends on how much they kind of come into these next two books and whether we think that there actually is a story there because you know some some secondary characters are fabulous but they don't need a story and you know and some people are like oh I want this person's book and I'm like oh but it just doesn't work like I'm like it just they don't need a story like we don't we're not we're not keen to write them all. We're not. They don't really talk, speak to us, or anything like that. So we have a lot of um, lot of work in progress novels that mm-hmm. you know, if we'd love to get back to them, eventually would be good. But yeah, yeah we're happy to live in this space. So I think definitely five would it's be definitely, definitely five. five. Um, maybe maybe six if one of the storylines goes where we want it. Like where we're planning it, there might be a character in there that will definitely, I think people will want to see. That's the other um, thing too, the reader feedback. If they go absolutely batshit crazy over one particular character and we're sitting on the fence like, Like imagine if we turn around and said, Leonardo doesn't need a book. (laughs) Everyone would be like, what are you talking about? Like every time we release release one of these books, we're in flux of messages. When's Leonardo's book? When's Leonardo's book? I'm like, let's just start fucking with people and write. He's not getting a book. book. He's not getting a book. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, I would be like knocking on your door. I would Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. No, yeah. sorry, sit down. Yeah. We're gonna write this, you're gonna sit here and write this. Time to get to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. 
So, um, yeah, so hopefully a few more. And then um, as, as Betty pointed out there, um, there obviously is the option for a spin-off, which we've slowly started kind of um, jotting some points down for and, um, and things like that, which we're excited about because we've never written written a billionaire romance and no, it's also nice never mafia, so you know. yeah that's right so it can tie in and obviously cj's very intertwined with um the chicago family so um hopefully it's seamless you know it'll be seamless and you know they'll see there'll be some familiar faces um in there as well so um that's a watch this space I, i'll be watching do you want to give like maybe like a wee overview of Lies of the Underworld and then kind of talk about your new book, Righteous Deceit, maybe why people should read it? Um, like, because it is a standalone, as you were saying, but you can also read it yeah. as part of the series. So. Yeah. yeah. So the three of them. So they're um. So they're. It's a mafia-based series, obviously. And book one and two are set um primarily in New York City, um with the the New York family, the head of the family, and um his advisor, and. Most of them sit around age gap romance, so it's kind of your, you know, mafia age gap. Um, there's a lot of spice in there um, because we we like them spicy, um, and it's just obviously we while we enjoy the mafia plot line, we don't go heavy on the inner workings of the family and stuff like that. Our our stories centre far more around the relationship of the two main characters um, with every book we write, really. Um, but we definitely do try to make it um, as authentic as, as, as we can um, with our creative licence of how the mafia works. <laughs> We've done our research, but we're like, oh, yeah, look, you know what, this doesn't work for us, so we're just going to change that part of how, you know, things work. Um, no one's complained. So no far. one's complained so far. Yeah, you're getting emails um, from the PR from the market. Yeah. That's, that's not. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, you're, you're like, this is not how they do it. You know what? It's funny, and I don't know if I've told this story before, but I remember um, listening to a, I think it was a, a talk show or something like that, and a few of the, um, the actors from The Sopranos were were on this talk show. Um, and um, James Gandolfini wasn't there. I think he passed away by this this stage. But they were talking about it and it was really funny. They said one night at like midnight, 1am or something like that, um, someone calls James Gandolfini's house, right, and he answers the phone and they're like, and this voice on the other end goes, I really like your show. You know, it's, it's really great. Something like that. And he goes, but, but dons don't fucking wear shorts and just like hung up like because he's always wearing shorts and they were like what the fuck like and I'm like oh my god can you imagine writing a mafia romance getting that saying you're wrong this is how it works like and um and they were like yeah like I would never do what mine forces says he does what I yeah, do yeah that's exactly right and I was like oh my god um and that always makes me laugh because I'm like oh could you imagine if like someone who like actually legit is in some kind of crime like family. crime family or like crime organization reads a book and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> but um, no. So anyway, the lies of the underworld series is, um, you know, heavy on plot. No um, it's so, yeah. So set in New York, um, heavy on um, the relationship dynamic. Um, we like our men to fall very heavily um, for their leading ladies. Um, you know, we like the, the standoff, um, all our male characters are quite standoffish in the beginning. They're, you know, they're not really the men cut looking for love until obviously they're. Um, they have no other. Yeah, option. yeah, they have no other option when they see their see their ladies. So um, here I am, just bump like bumbling through this. Like, give us an overview, <laughs> and I'm like, this is hilarious. We had to write a synopsis the other day, which book was it? Virtual Slice. We were like, wait, okay. It's not that we don't remember the story. It's just really hard to like condense Put it, it down in a few words work. but yeah so it's set across the family obviously there's um secondary characters are really strong in all our books we're, we're big on the secondary characters they obviously assist in in making the stories what they are we think um and so you're always going to get um incredibly good kind of family lines and and, and stuff like that with when you're looking at um a Hayley Jenner novel um and yeah so that's the the kind of thing and obviously book three then pulls in um the chicago mafia so it pulls in um a new family um which is mentioned across book one and two and just the tensions there and obviously book one um 
the female lead was actually supposed to be marrying into the Chicago mafia until um, Vincent decided that would not happen because he wanted her. Um, and so book three kind of centres around the Chicago mafia and it's actually got a female boss, which was really fun to write. Um, so um, Alicia or Sia is our main, main character there um, and she's the twin sister of Salvatore who's the boss of Chicago um, and she is his his advisor um, and which obviously she fights a lot against in regards to um, other men in the family not really appreciating her role um, or the fact that she has been put in a position of power as a female. Um, so she's constantly, you know, fighting against the... Um, the old ways. Yeah, the old ways. Um, she's also never been in love. She she does her duty. Um, you know, she's been through an arranged marriage with an older man. He passed away. Um, so she's, you know, she kind of, and she spent her life kind of feeling a little bit unloved. Like, obviously, her family life wasn't great. She's constantly being second-guessed in, um, in her role as advisor. Um, and then in walks Diego, which, you know, a character from the New York um, mafia. So... Um, tensions are high and um, yeah and things and look there's a there's a little bit of extra stuff in there obviously <laughs> with righteous to see have the primal kink which kind of kicks in so um, Sia um, part of the one of one of the very few things she does for herself obviously is um, is the hunt um, and she likes to be chased through a forest just to kind of feel that adrenaline that desire that um you know, get her heart rate pumping and, and Diego obviously discovers her, becomes obsessed before he realises who she is. Um, and then when he realises who she is, that obsession obviously takes hold um, in a different way and um, and their relationship starts to get quite tangled. So, um, yeah. Those are great synopsis. Oh, thank you. Yeah, righteous to see because it's fresh in my mind. The whole life of the underworld, I'm like, um, it's a mafia movie. When, <laughs> when I read Righteous to See, it's quite different to the other two. Very different. I yeah. was a little, like, like in a positive way, I was like, oh, what have we got here? Because it's, like, quite quick into, like, you know, the primal play quite early in the book. It's, like, mm-hmm. within, like, the first chapter. And I'm like... Yeah. Is this a mafia book? Like I know it was going to be because of obviously Diego, but I'm like, what am I? What are we? Where are we going? What are we gonna see? Yeah, where are we going? This is what we. This is what we mean when we say we're like completely led by the characters. Like we, we, we kind of fall into whatever they're in in their life. And do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they, they truly center around the characters, and it definitely fit with Diego. Like obviously Diego came about um you know was introduced in book two in fractured secrets as the really silent quiet no one really knew anything about him um very loyal yeah very loyal but you know intriguing enough that everyone was like what is what is this this guy's guy's deal yeah what is this guy's deal um and then yeah and so it was kind of fun to explore like something completely different that we hadn't really touched on um and I, I quite it was a lot of fun actually so it was it was very different in regards to obviously there was definite a, like a definite kink thrown in there whereas normally like our spicy scenes yeah there's little things in there and stuff like that but actually exploring um something like this was really fun um, and the power dynamic too yeah. I think with Sia you know it was different to the first two books absolutely but even for me that even like kind of um works into the hunt because like mm. at the start of the book even though Diego's like you know I'm the hunter and she's the prey she she's in charge like she you know I still think that she's the dominant party here so um and then obviously as their relationship unfolds he very much still stands by that um that thought process when he he sees her and 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 the way he respects her and and wants her to succeed and and everything like that because he he knows she's quite a formidable um, female and, and that's what he is attracted to um, about her. So, um, yeah, that was kind of fun mm. playing with those those lines and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, it was a fun read. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm, well, that's good. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to pick between your children. Do you have a favourite oh. of the three books? Of the three yeah. books? You know, we spoke about this because we read through your questions. I'm like, oh, this... 
I think, and we both we were both, we both which, agreed. Is, which is really strange for Jenna and I because like any like best mates or anything like that, you definitely have like two differing kind of like, you know, we'll read a series, we never have the same favourite. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, this is my favourite. And I, like, we can tell who one another, like, we'll read a series, I'll be like, you love this guy in this book. And she'll be like, oh, you'll be all over this guy in this book. But Fractured Secrets, I think, is our favourite of, mm-hmm. of the three. And I think it's, um, and not because, of, like, we think it, it's better in any way. I think it's Lorenzo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's just who he is as, um, as, a, um, as a lead. Mm-hmm. Um, I just he really, just ticks all the boxes. He just really did um, for both of us, I think. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It was a thick book too. Like when I, I remember us writing it, and then we got like the paperbacks in and stuff. And it, it's almost like double the thickness. Yes, yeah, it's the thickness of your book. It's a solid yeah. book, and I was like, I didn't even realize it was that big when we were writing it. But that's just because we were so lost in it. There's so much going on. Um, but I don't think there's ever like a lull in that book, like either not that I think there's a lull in any of the books, but like there's just so much going on all the time and it's all relevant um, and it's big on storyline um, as well as like being jam-packed full of spice. Absolutely. And so I think, I think if, if, if you held a gun to my head, which I feel you're doing, <laughs> Betty, I'm going to say Fractured Secrets. Mm. love it but we have fun writing all of them they're all fabulous and they're all my <laughs> that leads into my next question which is if you could date any of your characters in real life who would you date in like just the lies series or just in general oh you can pick a general honestly no i feel like it has to be lies because yeah that's what we're talking about because i'm like it's it's one of those things right where you sit there and i actually saw a dark and quirky put something up today and it was like you know the Ryan Gosling, the new Ryan Gosling kind of like cap cut thing where he's like sh- face of sh- like shock and like what the yeah. fuck when he got nominated for yeah whatever that song the Barbie is, the Barbie something. Anyway, and it was like, you know, when when you hear your mind in real life and it doesn't get the same <laughs> way. And I'm kind of like, and it was like, you know, and I, and I had a bit of a giggle. And I was like, it's kind of like that, right? Like you, you read these books and I'm like, you know what? I don't know. Like I'm like, if Diego's like, "Hey man, go fucking run in that bush," and I'll chase you, I'd be like, oh, "I don't really like running." Um, <laughs> Even now, I'm being chased by a hot dude. Oh, yeah, it doesn't. It's like, like, yeah, like I love a laugh, but I think after a while, I'd be like, "Dude, yeah, you're Stop. annoying me. Yeah, you're annoying me. No, you're fucking hot." But honestly, like we're talking fiction here. If I had to choose one of them, mm-hmm. see, I would go for Vincent. Like Vincent. I think I would go to Vincent as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would go Vincent as well. I you think know, that... he doesn't feel like a lot of work. No, <laughs> <doesn't>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm tired. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he really is. He's quiet. He wouldn't need to fill the spaces with conversation. Yeah, and, that's, he's and great. Like just get shit done. Yeah, I think Vincent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He does. I just, I, I just, there's something about him for me that really. Um, yeah, I think I would have to choose Vincent because I also he definitely is. While both, I think all three of them mm-hmm. are very much like would literally burn the world to protect their woman. I think Vincent just has an edge. I think his on fall that was so hard for her because of where yeah, he started. So you know, like because he was so yeah. reserved and quiet, and then obviously when he did fall for her, it was like a huge deal. Yeah. As opposed to like your other characters yeah. who are a little bit more verbal and maybe chatty and like yeah. funny and stuff. Yeah, they had like yeah. this, this push and shove and, and just like even and what I really liked about virtual size and I think a lot of people kind of gave us this feedback is that Vincent was such a different mafia lead. Like, you know, he didn't fuck her straight away. Mm-hmm. He was like, absolutely not, not until I know like because yeah, 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 like it was a test because obviously he knew everything everything about her but he didn't just but take he it didn't, because it was there. yeah he was like no no I I'm, you're going to give everything to me before I give you what you want type thing and so he was very much I guess a romantic in that sense is that he wanted and it's, it's not even romantic of him as a romantic. yeah as a romantic but I definitely he wanted them to be a hundred percent connected yeah before he he moved in that which is so different to Mark yeah, right absolutely. like more often than not it's it you know um the, the sex comes first and then the connection comes after in, in a lot and it was quite the obviously they were you know there was 
obviously intimate scenes and stuff like that. But every day you get asked to crawl naked to um, your new husband that you're a little bit afraid of. But, um, <laughs> you know, just, um, you know, so they obviously, he was there. He obviously, you know, the, there was... I know. There was stuff, <laughs> but um, he wasn't, he wasn't going to just go straight for... Um, I think I would choose Vincent. Yeah, I think too. I would choose yeah. Vincent too. I think that there was... He's just... Yeah. He's solid. He's really solid. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Don't get me wrong, though. Lorenzo is pissed. So there's always <laughs> that kind of like... Just to try it out. I don't, think he would. I don't think you could convince him. I think you could. <laughs> All right. Um... You could do you have any particular Diego, like... one <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, girl. <laughs> do you have any um favorite smart scenes or like smart scenes that you wrote and you're like, oh my god, I can't believe I wrote that. That's amazing. You know what? I was we were thinking about this and we were like, we're we like our sex scenes to be like as um realistic. As, as in, in look, a way. In a like, way. We don't want, yeah, like Jenna made a good point. She's like, you never want to read a smart scene, right, and go, where was her leg? Where was her leg? Like, yeah, why? Try to like, yeah. They want it to feel like it could yeah. actually just be something that you yeah. could just do, right? And so that's that's mm-hmm. a big thing. So when we when we pull that off, we're like, well done. Um, but I think that one of the scenes for me that when I wrote it, I was like, that's a fucking good scene. And it was in Fractured Secrets and it's when she sneaks into his office to look for the envelope oh, yeah. and he's in there and he, she's already heard him in the shower um, and he, you know, turns on the light and she sees him and they have like a conversation. Then she goes to leave and, and he says, oh, no, 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 you're going you're gonna to wait because, you know, and then he says the line, um, oh, that's easy, I want to I wanna hear what you sound like when I make you come. And I was like, I was like, mate. And then the chapter ended. I was like, oh yeah. And I was like, yeah, oh my God. Like I because I love it. And I was like, and it is. It's one of the most highlighted, like, you know, when you go on a kid it goes popular highlights, there it is. And I remember thinking, fuck yeah. And I'm like, um plenty of teams. Yeah, and um it's that one really and it wasn't even a like a full on scene, like it wasn't even a full on smart scene at that point. Obviously afterwards it, it was because he he came through on his promise. But um <laughs> just that line in itself for me was um yeah, I love I loved that. But other than that, I think it's when we do something a little bit different as well. I love righteous deceit when um they are married and they finally go to the forest and he pins her down and there's a bit of titty fucking in there and she's like, you know, and he's like, tell me to stop. And she's like, be a good boy, Diego, and come on my face. And I was like, hey, yeah, anytime. Yeah, I know. It's so good. Just literally just things like that where a little bit different, um, you know, they're not just, you know, um, staring into one another's eyes mm. or, or things like That's that. Um, and obviously you have your your preference like I love in um virtuous lies when he basically he's like I'll come over here I'm going to teach you how to ride a cock basically like and she's just like oh my god like because you know and just little things like that and they have to have dirty mouths have to any kind of Hayley Jenner male leader they have to they have to be good in in dirty talk because um, I think it makes for such a good smut scene when um, there are just That's lines the there. Scene, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. You have to be executed well because sometimes, you know, you sometimes cheesy. I'll write, I'll think, fuck, that's cheesy. And I have to, like, we have to delete it and kind of think about it again. And <laughs> We say it out loud. I'm like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, I think dirty talking smut scenes is good, especially if it's from, like, the female's point of view, that chapter. Yeah. Because yeah. it, yeah. like, it does, it sort of, like, expands yeah. a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, totally I, I definitely agree. Yeah, so and I think because you get like at, you get more of him when when it's from her POV, like his because obviously you're not in his internal monologue. So all his she's looking at is is his sounds, his face, his what touch. he's saying and stuff like that. So you get a lot more of um, the way he's kind of um, consumed by her in that sense, which I really like. I I thoroughly enjoy. Um, that that POV as well yeah do you have any plans oh well I guess we kind of talked about what your plans for your netbooks are so we can confirm that there definitely will be a yeah. um yes 
Salvatore and I can never yeah. remember her name. Katarina. Katarina, Katarina yeah. yeah. And then a and then Leonardo, Leonardo and yeah. you we don't and have we don't, we don't have well we have you don't yeah. have the <laughs> <laughs> um, lead character's name, yeah. No, so um we've kind of loosely plotted plotted both of those books out so they will um we don't have any solid plans like you we don't have release dates we don't have honestly there's not much written yet um, my health took a bit of a dive at the end of last or mid early last year and it kind of has has been a bit of a pro- process over the last kind of 10 months um so we've definitely we took a big break over the christmas kind of period and we're, we're just slowly getting back into it now so we're hoping to get a lies book out this this year um and the other and then you know, whether there's two, I don't think there'll be two this year. They'll definitely probably be one um, and then the next one um, the following year. But we also have at Christmas time, we actually did start talking about and we we do want to write a Christmas novel. Um, It's very funny because we literally had the conversation that we just needed to like focus and and also have a break and do stuff. And then like we took a breath and he's like, oh, so I've been thinking about a Christmas novel. (laughs) Novel, like, like, what okay. the fuck? And I'm like, it's a bit rom commy and we're like, she's like, Jenna's like, fuck. And I'm like, completely on a different, obviously, tangent. Um, but if we can manage that before Christmas, it'll be nice. So, you know, yes. like, um, I love Christmas, it's my favorite time of year. And you know, when we sat down and we're like, it's actually quite strange that we haven't released like a kind of a Christmas story, um, yeah, given how much you love given it, given how much I love it. But, um, that's there, and we've we've loosely plotted that, we haven't really written anything on it, so, um, whether that comes about or not, um, is a um, a watch. Would you want to do it like, like a like an Australian Christmas, like a summer Christmas, or like a white Christmas? White Christmas, oh, so it's in the, yeah, yeah, it's, it's in the sense, don't get me wrong, I do constantly think when I'm um like think I'm like we need to set a book in Australia because it would be I don't know we just watched a film what was the film called that was set in Australia oh the rom-com anyone but you yeah and you loved it and I loved it but mate it was so cringe I just watched the whole thing and the 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 Aussie element I was like Mm. no like but they overdid it I know but oh it was just they do that for the comedy side of it that's it for, sorry Glenn but Powell I'd just be is afraid so oh, he's... <laughs> um but yeah no I definitely I think about it all the time and I'm like oh I think it would be we have an Aussie really character great. in one of our novels yeah we do have an Aussie character uh, that, yeah that been released, that book? cross your heart no the didn't we do a spin-off thing no Oh, it was in like a anthology, mm. yeah. But no, we did That's it. We we have a standalone about. called Cross Your Heart, and it's like a Hollywood romance. And one of them is there's like an a, there's an Aussie that. Aussie guy in there, and he's funny. And everyone always comes, oh my god, he's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he's Australian, and like you know, just the slang we use. And I'm like, so it's always a bit of a laugh when people are like, oh my god, we want him to have a book. Um, but yes, and, maybe. Yeah, maybe. but maybe definitely, it's something. It's I think it's yeah. It, it, I definitely think we should do it. We, yeah, but a, a summer Christmas would be hard to be relatable to most of our audience. Yeah. 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 Because half the time we're sitting in aircon going, fuck, I wish it was snowing outside. <laughs> I never say that. That doesn't come out of my mouth ever. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if, like, I wonder if I in like colder the climates, I wonder if in like really cold climates, people are like, oh, I'd kill for a like a hot sunny beach, sunny day. beach Christmas. That's, I don't that's what we get. Biddy and I are in Dunedin in New Zealand in the south. So, like, it's summer right now and it's, like, 10 degrees outside and it's been, like, wow. freezing cold. <laughs> so, yeah. That's my idea. I hate, like, we live on the Gold Coast in Australia. It's fucking hot at any given time. Like, even in summer and winter, you know, it's still, like, 20-something degrees. And I'm like, this is bullshit. Yeah, I, I literally, I just spent Christmas away and I messaged Hayley. I'm like, dude, we're going to move our families to Hawaii. This is where I want to be. <laughs> and she's like, dude, if I'm moving... It is somewhere cold. Negative <laughs> ten. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do temps. that. I don't. I don't and I'm like, you know what? That. And I was actually talking. My whole family is that. Like, my husband's the same as me. My eldest son, 100. percent And I think even my youngest would would be like, yeah, that works for me. Like, we're all far more um, appreciative like of it. Uh, yeah, like the cold climate. Do you um, both like it? Would you I love know? the cold climate. I'm a cold likes it. person. Yeah, I, I grew up here. I was born here. I grew up here and I am still not used to it. Every winter it surprises me how cold it gets. We <laughs> and you even have ice like, and frost and everything every morning. It's like... Oh, no, we yeah, live in like a real be- shitty old house because in Dunedin it's like really, really old property. So like no insulation, no double glazing, just yeah. fireplaces. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Because this is, we spent a little bit of time in Queenstown and my daughter frothed over it. Like she just, if you ask her, she's 11, where her favourite place in the world is. The fact she has a favourite place is just revolting. (laughs) She always says New Zealand. But it's because everywhere we went had heated flooring. She was like rugged up, like all get out every time we went outside. I don't actually think she got cold. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, when you get to a climate that's like negative, negative cold, it doesn't matter how much you're rugged up, you're still fucking cold. Like you're like, oh, wow. And then the worst part is is because you like get hot and sweaty because you have so many layers on, but you're still cold. (laughs) Yeah, like your hands are cold, but you're like sweating. And your nose and your face and you're like, I am cold, but I'm sweaty. And I'm like, and I don't understand how that happens. I I really yeah, think that's idea. Like, if if I was going to live somewhere else in New Zealand, it, like it probably would be nice to get away from the coast because we just get really unpredictable weather. Yeah. So it's it's mainly yeah, like yeah. Indonesia. It's like windy and it's raining all the time. Pretty so much. it's just kind See, of strange. wind. I like, can't do wind. Yeah, I can't yeah. do wind. I can do snow, snow and rain. I love rain, um, but wind is just I'm not interested. No. I'd be really happy if it rained at night. No, I love rain. There's nothing. No, I love the weekend. I love it when it rains and I think, fuck yes. And I can sit on like my favorite couch in my house. I can out the window. I can see the rain of my cup of tea and my book and my life. We were actually, we were talking about a little while ago about how like when it's shit weather outside, it kind of like relieves you of your responsibilities. So like we're talking about like when it snows here, we kind of go like, oh, no point cleaning the house. It's snowing. Like what? (laughs) (laughs) it, it works somehow. Yes, that's right. Oh, oh I think that so. I think that with my kids. And I'm like, my husband's like, what should we do today? I'm like, it's raining. I think it's a screen day because then I know that I get to sit there and watch a movie or read a book because I'm like, and he's like, oh, you don't want to take them for a drive? I'm like, you can take them for a drive and listen to complain about how bored they are. But I'm going to sit right here on this couch with my cup of tea and my book. Yeah. Thank you, Rain. I knew I loved you for a reason. Um, so that's me. So I would love to live in a rainy climate. Yet I moved to the Gold Coast. Yeah, so we can find middle ground. Mm. That's exactly right. One day when I'm maybe listeners can come back to us with feedback where we can find the middle ground. Where it's like just a a small line, and on one side it's really hot and sunny, on the other side (laughs) it's like. Oh my god! I think you should probably move to the states. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to end up in America somewhere. That seems to be where all that kind of weather happens. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, but um, I don't even know what the question was. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we warned you. Yeah, yeah. About this. I can't remember that's okay. We're gonna finish up with our final yeah. question, which is always my favorite question. Which is, do you have any advice for any aspiring female authors out there that want to get into romance? We do. We, um, I think, for us, the biggest thing is that as much as it could start and could still be a passion project. It's still a business. So you have to go into it with a business hat on. Um, You know, it's a process of building, you know, friendships and networking, but you just want to make sure that whilst you're building those and solidifying those, you don't do anything that is also bad for your business or jeopardizes it or doesn't put your business at the forefront of the decisions that you make. Well, just making sure that you kind of are just always keeping that in mind as you, as you build and as you grow, because it, it's a it's a very different um, business to be in. Like even just the social world aspect, you know that that we're kind of in, um, and all the groups, and there's a lot of direct contact with not just readers, but in any other business, other authors might be like, if it's another business model in another industry, they're your competition. But in in the book world, they're some of your best friends and the people you lean on for advice. And, you know, it's it's a very different model. Um, So I think what I'm trying to say is, is go in and build those relationships, but just have your business hat on when you're when you're when thinking you, about your your how you're going to move forward and how yeah. you're going to um, you know build your brand um, yeah. as well. And I think that one of the other things we kind of thought was is do it. Yes, um, you know, like it can be really scary, and you can sit here and think, oh, you know what, uh, I don't want anyone to read what I'm doing. I it's too scary, but but you have to do it. Once you yeah. take the step, you realize it actually isn't as scary as you thought. Um, and we're gonna fuck up, like we're and we we you, you're gonna we're gonna keep making mistakes, or you'll you'll you know you do something, and you go, oh, you know, I wish I had have done that differently. But you have so many opportunities to do it differently with every book that you release. Mm-hmm. So you know you can keep learning and keep growing, but if you just keep them 
on the desktop in a folder and no one ever reads it, you know, like it's what's the point? You just you just yeah. have to publish them. And then I think the most generic one, but I think it it, it is um, the biggest one, is that you have to stay true to yourself. So um, what works for someone doesn't mean it's going to work for you. So when you're doing your stories and you think, oh, this – oh, maybe I need to change it because, you know, this person does it this way and they're really successful and, and stuff like this. And I think I should, you know, kind of alter what I'm doing to kind of fit within the thing. I, I think you have to stay true to yourself. Um, I think it's, um, yeah, that that's would be my my biggest thing is otherwise you're never really going to be happy yeah. with, with what you're putting out there. Go with your gut, you know, like uh, you'll have – beta readers you know read things and everyone has what they love and don't love and you know we've been lucky we haven't experienced this but we've heard stories where you know like you, they'll get feedback that you have to change this or I don't like that and you know as an author it can be really easy to doubt yourself and be like okay and then change it unless it's something that as an author you want to do um, or you think is right like you have to trust your gut I suppose and go with it because it's you know essentially your story it's a creative thing yeah obviously like you, you have beta readers for a reason so if they're like hey this doesn't make sense oh absolutely um, <laughs> clearly you've got to that's, you that's work around it or purpose. they're like this isn't you know this isn't this right for this reason but, or but don't just know. change it off that alone it has to be something that you then read and agree and kind of yeah, yeah. go off it. amazing yeah thank you oh yeah they're very valuable thank you so much for being here it was really lovely oh, to talk to you. Um, and I told you, we just go off on tangents. It's amazing. I loved it. Uh, where <laughs> is the best place for people to find you guys if they want to learn more about you? Um, so Instagram, we're probably most active on, on Instagram. We do have a website which has all the information you need, which is just all the Ws, um, which has all the information that has links to all our socials as well. But uh, we're most active on the Instagram Um we try, try, we, we try on TikTok. We're just, look, we're just yeah, we're, we, um, I think we've given up on TikTok as well. Yes, we've just tried yes, so it's, hard and everything moves so quick. Instagram's just nice and seamless. Yeah, it's just nice and, yeah, and I'm like, I know it. It thing, um, Yeah, so it, um, yeah, that's Amazon what, as well. Obviously. Amazon, obviously, all our, yeah, books, all are, our books All our are. books are exclusive to um, Kindle Unlimited, mm-hmm. um, um, so you can read them there. Um the live series is going live on audio as well, which is really good. So virtual yes. lies is now live on aud- um, Audible. That's actually our biggest thing. Like, I can't believe we haven't spoken about that. <laughs> but that is, actually, that is where all our time and energy has been, been recently. So... And Fractured Secrets is just, um, yeah. we've just proved that and it is amazing. It is, it is oh, the best thing I've oh, ever fucking heard. So oh, as soon as that is live, oh, if people so can good. just check, our socials we'll do we'll tell everyone as soon as it's up it does take its sweet time to get onto audible but yes as soon as it's up we'll yeah. have it on our website that'll be like a straight away as soon as it's it's all put together um but yeah then the rest you can be able yeah. to get off but oh, yeah audible. So. it's so good it's so, and it's i don't so good. i'm not this person who's like read my work it's amazing no. it is so <laughs> jason clark and veronica Cox oh, just smash it they're so smash good. it nice. so super good. exciting so, um, well thank you both thank you for having thank you for coming on it's amazing and best of luck and we cannot wait to see with like whatever happens in the future yeah who comes next be following with everything every book you release i'll be there so thank you thank you so much it means the world thank you so see you all next week Bye. bye thank you for listening to girls who read porn Follow us at Girls Who Read Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And for all business inquiries, please send us an email on girlswhoreadporn at gmail.com. Art created by Jessica Wanny and music made by Dane Forgy Stevens. See you next week and stay smutty, team.